as someone who is so excited to garden this spring yet really wants top quality soil i'm really excited to introduce you to coast of maine which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings and if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life you're gonna want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise coast of maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality. With rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification, their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. Hello, magical friends. I'm Ali Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra, and welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. Now let the magic begin. The intention starting it was just to create a space that we couldn't find, at least for me. Like there wasn't really a safe space to talk about these things, to talk about the inner work and to break the glass and have honest, raw conversations. And YouTube felt 
not quite right. And so podcasting was kind of this lovely container where we also had the excuse to interview people who were doing what we wanted with our with their dreams and were living in their purpose and and it was so incredible because we didn't have a lot of listeners at the time but people were still so open like Trevor Hall and Jim Quick and all these amazing teachers. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel. And yay, we are still celebrating 100 episodes with Ali and more yummies. If you haven't listened to part one, well, um, <clears throat> hold up, pause this a second, and go back, rewind, listen to part one, as you will not want to miss it because Ali and I catch up on life and she tells us so many lessons and messages she's gathered this past year since we've missed her so much plus by the way she does recite a poem on the spot from her upcoming book the rose that blooms in the night it's beautiful what what else could you expect it's ali she's brilliant she's my lovely unicorn (laughs) i can't believe by the way that we've been celebrating 100 magic Mondays. <laughs> like what tribe? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is amazing. It's such a milestone. And of course, there have been some episodes sprinkled in between the magic Mondays. By the way, I don't want you to miss an episode. So a little mental note for you. I always have a new episode for you every single Monday with an inspiring and soulful guest or even just a soulful solo episode from myself, and I have not missed a Monday yet for you. So, you can always expect to receive an episode every Magic Monday, but there's also some spontaneous episodes that are sprinkled in between, like this one. (laughs) And to not miss those, I highly recommend that you subscribe so that your podcast app, when you open it, alerts you, hey, a new Your Own Magic episode is up, don't miss it. (laughs) I also have been intending on doing some shorter solo episodes other days of the week, so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of those episodes too. And also listening to Your Own Magic, hopefully you feel as though you're giving yourself permission to allow the chaos of the day to float away and silence that noise in your mind so you can just tap into the wisdom and the voice of your own soul. Also, I would love for you to hang out with the other Yomis in the Your Own Magic Facebook group if you haven't already signed up. And if you're new, by the way, simply just say hello. Everyone wants to meet you or share whatever is in your heart. And I'm sure you'll receive loads of love from all over the world. It's so wonderful to be in a community of like-minded individuals, especially in a world where we might not be surrounded by people that are interested in anything beyond the physical and anything that has to do with the soul in our physical reality. So feel free to meet the Yomis in the Euro Magic Facebook group. And also, I'd love for you to come hang out with me at my first Your Own Magic Retreat in Bali because there are only a few spots left. I think there's like two. 
So if you're feeling called, meditate on it. But if you're feeling called, would love to have you. And here in part two, both Allie and I answer some yummy questions. And we also get to play a fun, soul-amusing game of Would You Rather. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. I really intended to keep this introduction short and sweet. So yes, mission accomplished. (laughs) And now... I believe it is time to let the magic continue, celebrating a hundred episodes, and of course, episode 101, which this is, with me, Ali, and you. First question is from Priscilla. Hi Raquel, Um, my name is Priscilla, I'm from Canada, and my question is, have you ever had any experiences with Reiki, and if so, how do you like it, or how do you integrate it into your daily practice? Thanks so much for having me on, Um, I love your own magic, and yeah, thank you. What a good question, thank you Priscilla for submitting it. I'll answer too, but Allie... I think this is a great question for you since I know you have indeed many experiences with Reiki and with Wendy who helped you along your spiritual journey, correct? Absolutely. Um, When I was 16 years old, this was before my yoga training, I did Reiki 1 and 2. And kind of my first initial experience with anything spiritual Um, was Reiki. And it was with this woman, Wendy, both. And she was an amazing practitioner. And she pointed me towards this book um, called The Untethered Soul. And that was kind of the first uh, self-improvement spiritual type book that I read. And it was amazing. What a great book to begin your journey. That is intense, though. Yeah, that was like, that was an all-in situation. (laughs) You know what it did? I feel like it did for me what ayahuasca does for other people where it just kind of shattered my constructs of time and space and life and death and purpose. And and for a while, I was so distraught. I was like, oh my God, everything has been a lie that I've thought. But then I found freedom. It's that net in the ocean thing. I was like, there's magic in the world. This is great. So to answer the question, um, I received Reiki and then I did the the one and two. And I no longer practice Reiki so much on other people unless I'm on a retreat adjusting them. Um, But I absolutely use it for myself. I use it to clear energy. I use it on my stomach because it's extremely sensitive. Um, And on my heart, if I feel my heart closing, like I'll just put my hands on my chest and just lay there for a while and do that. And so So my thoughts with Reiki are that it's such a beautiful, potent form of energy healing, but you just have to find the one that resonates with you because there's craniosacral, there's qigong, there's acupuncture, there's so many different alternative ways of healing. And so I think of it like finding your favorite radio station, what frequency resonates with you. Mm, Yes, I so agree with that. You actually did a little Reiki on me when I was with you, and there's something about somebody else, especially someone that knows you that sees you, that gets what is going on, just simply hovering their hand over you or placing their hand on you in certain areas where they know you hold the most tension or where they know your emotions are stored. There's something so 
so profound in that. But then I've taken that and I've actually been doing my own like this morning during my meditation. I just did a slight one towards the tail end of my meditation. I hovered one hand over my heart and one hand over my solar plexus. Sometimes I'll actually place them directly on, but this time I just felt like hovering because I wanted to feel, you know, you get that like warmth sensation between your hand and the surface of your skin. You can feel the energy from your hand going into that area, Um, my solar plexus area, or just the stomach where I hold, like you, a lot of emotions and a lot of different types of energy in that area. And then I repeated a mantra. I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't recall verbatim, but it was definitely something along the lines of, I feel this light, I feel this light within growing more powerful and radiant. And then I switched my hands and I repeated something along the lines of, I'm ready to bring my strength and magnetic truth into this day. Something so I've reminded myself of my most empowered self. And it's just so beautiful how that simple energy, whether someone does it to you or you do it yourself, or you do another practice like you were saying, like cranial sacral or qigong, whatever it is, just something to remind you of your truth and your strength and your power and to release whatever is not serving you, the energy that's not serving you that day. Absolutely. It's just finding what works for you. Like I went and saw this healer in Bali, her name's Shelly, and she does kind of the deeper trauma release. I was not expecting it. Um, But I walked in and she was like, I want to be very clear. I'm not a healer. I'm a hand holder in terms of I'm holding your hand so that you can heal yourself because sometimes you just need someone to be like, you're safe and you're good and we can go here. Um, so I would think of it that way. That's beautiful. I I like Shelly. She sounds like a wise gal. I'm a, not a healer, but a hand holder. That's what I feel like this podcast is. We all are our self, own self healers, but it's nice to have somebody holding your hand and seeing you as you go through it. Yeah, and everyone needs reminders. Everyone needs a break from their thought loops. And so it's so beautiful. Like I just want to honor you for for what you've done for these incredible people in this community and and keeping up the podcast. And it's just a really incredible thing to have created this platform and give people a space to go to when they're going through it or when they're not going through it, they just want to listen. Well, and I want to honor you for listening within and creating your own way and focusing on what you really wanted to do, like writing the books that you're going to bring out into the ethers to help people along their journeys. I couldn't be more happy with how it has gone. So we're both following our directions and our truths at this time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so funny. It's so simple. I always think of the alchemist where he's like, the truth should always be so simple. You can write it on an emerald. And so it's just like, follow your heart and just love. That's It's like the two corniest things, but they're cliche for a reason because it's true. You know, do that and everything else falls into place. Okay, ladies and gents. I'm not going to forget you, gents. You, sh- you should definitely try this too. Wherever you're at, I'm on the earth. You can be all the way in the Netherlands and it still applies for you. Maybe even Iceland. I don't know. But I believe if you haven't taken advantage of Hum Nutrition's free personal nutritionist to provide you with your own customized bottle of the nutrition you need, plus 
20% off when you go to homenutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC for 20% off. If you haven't done this yet, I don't know what you're doing. These supplements, their supplements have been meticulously selected and promised to have the highest quality micronutrients to balance tummy issues, skin, nails, metabolism, energy, sleep, and any nutritional deficiencies. So Hum products are, they are gluten-free, they're non-GMO, and most of them are vegan. And as you may know, I'm all about the gut health, and the two products that I believe we all can use are, well, their new Skin Heroes pre and probiotic to balance one of our most important assets, our gut microbiome. Or they're ever so popular and tried and true Gut Instinct, which is the queen vegan product, keeping millions of digestions running smoothly. And then, of course, any of their raw beauty powders to boost metabolism, energy, and keep your skin glowing or help produce a more glowing, radiant skin. My favorite of their raw beauty powders is their mint chip. And then I mix it with a little bit of stevia in my smoothie, and it is just so good. I am also tempted to create some sort of mint chip cookie from it, and maybe it will taste like Girl Scouts Thin Mints, because that was my favorite cookie of all time as a child. I miss that. No, I'm good. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, Anyways, so... Just go to humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC, for 20% off your order. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. So easy for us to feel something negative about someone, and then that honestly is just a reflection of our own self and so we allow that to weigh on us but then when we shift that negative feeling into just something of love and just recognize like look we all have our own journeys and our own past and that person has a different perspective when you see that and you have compassion for it and you just show up with love you feel so much better yet at the same time I do think it is very important to also share your truth and honesty um, and express yourself because that's also loving because that's not loving for you to run away from it yeah it's the art of being vulnerable from a place of strength and not bypassing like that's kind of where the the balance lies because This person, if they've triggered something in you, it's not the thing that they did. This is obviously stemming from something much older. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so painful. And so, you know, whenever that happens, at first, obviously, I'll react in my mind. But if I journal and I have a conversation and I'm like, what are you feeling? Um, Where is this honestly coming from? And, you know, going deeper, asking more and more and more questions until I get to the root of it. I'm like, okay, the first time this happened... I was nine years old, you know, I didn't feel seen and heard. And so now it's triggering me that I feel like this person wasn't listening or, or whatever it is, you know. And then it's not about the other person. It never is about the other person. It's not. Having an inner dialogue is really essential. Have you done any study on past lives at all this past year? I've studied epigenetics a lot. Um, Ooh, I love epigenetics. I'm so interested in that too. <laughs> it's fascinating. There's this book called It Didn't Start With You. I can't remember who it's by, but it's on epigenetics. And it's so fascinating because you just realize like, okay, this is far older than me. Um, yes. 
And so it just, it takes one person to say, nope, this ends with me. This whole lineage that has been passed down for thousands of years, this ends now. And that takes courage. And awareness. Because we can easily blame, like there are a lot of things right now I'm just witnessing as an observer of certain things that have definitely been passed down. Feelings and experiences and patterns that I indeed want to end with me and don't want my children to take on and I don't want to take on in the future. And it's so wise to be able to witness this and you be the one to end that cycle because it's something that can be passed down in families and over generations and even perhaps maybe from past life experiences. Yeah. So, I mean, to answer your original question, I'm realizing now that that didn't really answer it. (laughs) Healers have brought up past lives to me. Um, and you know this, like I've had recurring dreams since I was little of being tortured in Egypt. Egypt. Every time Egypt comes up, I think of you. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. I gotta go there. Um, but I haven't I haven't dove in into it because I feel like I'm still working through this life. So I when I do find someone that does past life regression, I wanna feel super called. Like I want clear signs that that's yeah. what I'm meant to do. So I, I'm sure eventually, I think it's fascinating. It's so interesting. Have you? Oh yeah, well I've been doing some past life work and also I've been learning a lot about my past lives and being a very, very, very old soul. And I know, Ellie, I already know you are a very, very old soul. I'm going to send you a book that when you feel called to study past lives to read, it's by Ainsley McLeod called The Instruction. Yeah, I'm going to send that book to you because it's very fascinating. When you feel called again, that's the thing. Like we only feel called to certain things. Maybe somebody's not feeling called to Reiki right now. Maybe someone's not feeling called to yoga right now. And someone's not feeling called to past life stuff now. But when that time does come, it's so fascinating because you learn so much about why you are having this particular experience at this time or why certain patterns in your life keep coming up because of perhaps a past life experience. And then being told a certain past life experience brings so much clarity. And then just instantly hearing that has helped me at least just shift it. Just simply knowing that this happened in a past life and that's why I'm having this experience, gave me compassion and forgiveness and for myself having this experience and these feelings. And then I just like, I let it go just knowing it. It was very powerful. Yeah, I think that's so incredible. And hey, maybe you're my sign to look into it. You know, I think paying attention is honestly one of the most incredible skill sets I'm trying very hard is to like, like I said, pay attention to the details. Like if someone says something it's a sign for you. You know, I always think of the alchemist, the Paulo Coelho books where he's like, that's an omen. Um, And so it's like, how do you bring that into your day-to-day life? If three people bring up the same thing, like maybe that's the universe whispering to you. Maybe it would whisper to you through nature or a meditation or something, but maybe the only way that you're really going to hear it is through another person. So who knows? Maybe you just channeled something. Mm, Maybe. I'm honored to be your messenger in some way. Also, anybody interested in past life stuff, I just have to plug this, but they must listen to the Ainsley McLeod episode. Episodes, there's been quite a few. He's amazing. Shall we move on to another question? Let's go for it. All right, this one is from Juliana. Hey, Raquel, this is Jules. I'm from Myrtle Beach. My Instagram is Jules Baldessari, and I actually write a little bit on there. Allie inspired me too. <laughs> I absolutely love your podcast. It helps me heal every time I listen to it. 
and when I do, I just feel so in tuned with life and more alive. My question is, and I know this seems superficial, but how do you financially support yourself? I want to go on all these retreats to Bali and explore the world and just be my myself and have all this freedom, but money is my prisoner. And I was wondering how you do it so that I could do it and follow your path and truly find myself the way you have. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like a very um, important question that I get asked quite frequently because the nature of Instagram is that I think of it like an art gallery, you know? And so you're not seeing the in-betweens. You're not seeing the taxes and the laundry and the, and the working on a laptop for eight hours a day and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, how I've made money has shifted and changed. And last year I definitely was not, I was barely making anything. Raquel and I were just like, this is fine. We'll go to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> We've got like $500 in our bank account. Oh it's fine. <laughs> That's so true. Um, no, for real. And it, it was hilarious because we would laugh at each other and be like, we're going to be fine. But right now this is scary. Um, and so I find personally, and I've heard this from many different people and experienced it myself, um, the level to which I'm allowing money to flow into my life is the level to which I'm allowing myself to receive anything. And for me personally, it's a self-worth thing. Yes. Um, Amen to that. Because money's just it's an energy. Everyone hears this. It's just an energy. It's just how you use it. And so I had to take my focus off of the numbers. Um, I had to be like, what would I love so much? It doesn't matter if I've got a couple hundred bucks in my account or if I've got a couple hundred thousand, like what, what is it? And it was like, okay, very clear writing, um, creating art that moves people, you know, teaching like in person, working with people one-on-one, Um, all of these things, it doesn't really matter to me if I'm making income, like that's amazing. And I have to feed myself. Let's be realistic here, but, um, I love it. And so I would do it either way. And when I focused on that and deepening into those skills, into what my heart's called to from that place, things started to shift and change. And I know that's an elusive answer, but that's kind of the center of the ripple effect. And then from there, honestly, it was just some practical advice. Like, I started asking around people who were financially successful for what their advice was. And a couple of things I heard was like multiple streams of income, you know, like someone told me seven streams of income and I don't have seven. I have like four. Um, So that if one thing falls out, then you have other backup plans. And then noticing like, what do you want the money for? Like how much do you need to get there? You know? And so some of it is just practical and it's just management. And it's just like, for example, I have a travel fund. So every week, 20 bucks goes out of my account into the travel fund. And, and that is totally doable for me. And it adds up. And then like, I forget about that account and I'll look at it months later and be like, oh shoot. Okay. Let's, let's go to Bali, you know, Mm -hmm. let's do the things. Um, so invest in your craft, invest in what you love because money is not the center of the ripple. It's just like one of those outer edges. Um, And also like, I am not an expert on finances. I've gotten to a place now where I feel really good and I'm more and more learning about it. 
But the thing that helped me was just demystifying it, taking out the shame, taking out the fear, like just asking, asking advice for those around me, Um, listening to podcasts specifically for that, reading books, you know, and being like, okay, what resonates, what doesn't? Because personally, I don't need a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I just, I want, for me, money is freedom to me. That's what it means. It's freedom. It's freedom to help those around me. It's freedom to go on adventures. Um, that's what it means to me. To other people, it's security or power or um, a way to be of service or whatever it is. So what does it mean for you? Start with the center. Mm, yes, that is, that's beautiful and that is true. And another thing, Juliana, is because you said money feels like your prisoner, to shift that languaging, change that languaging of money feeling like your prisoner as I love that, Ali, you said that another thing you would do, not only like talk to people that happen to have this experience, so they all are already delivering a certain frequency. So you are allowing yourself to energetically receive that frequency, which helps raise your vibration to that level to receive that money eventually because you feel it's coming because they just delivered you something that excites something within you and that excitement ends up bringing you to this frequency where you welcome it in also listening to the podcast reading books you being able to get yourself into that frequency has shifted everything does that make any sense or is that pretty elusive no I, th- I think that's important because it's like it's so hard without knowing her personally to give concrete practical advice but honestly I think if she's listening to the show she probably gets that it's an inside job you know that's it it is 100% start with the center I love that what does it mean to you yeah so that is the most honest advice I can give <laughs> Also, I want her to know and I want everyone to know that I've learned recently that the universe, when we're ready to welcome in more abundance, the universe does bring more abundance. So me, I was making my messages and my passions my message and delivering so much of my truth to you all for the past year and a half. And same with Allie. Allie delivers her truth in some way, but you embrace your messes and you welcomed it. I do remember both of us having such a hard time financially, but then when we ended up kind of owning our power and our worth in our own separate directions and ways, it's just beautiful how the universe ended up listening and like lifting us up. It really matches your worth. Your bank account does match that feeling of worth. So really to focus inward. When I was at my nine to five or more like actually eight a.m. to seven p.m., maybe 10 (laughs) p.m. some nights during show days, I was not feeling good. I was feeling so less than everyone else. And then I found yoga, which made me give me a little bit of that spark and made me feel slightly better. And I felt like, oh, I need to be a yoga teacher. But man, so I was teaching at like four yoga studios, making barely anything, having the hardest time living on my friend's couches or living in my friend's bedroom and just barely making ends meet. That was challenging. And it's because I had this scarce mindset that I, one, was not enough. I wasn't self-aware enough or spiritually aware enough to recognize that. But deep down, that's what was going on. But two, I also had this scarce observation and mindset that 
I'm not worthy like these other yoga teachers who are making money because they've been doing it forever. And so yet I'm also not worthy of money. And so I, that's, I'm thankful for that because that led me to go to Bali and to find my soul and meet Ali in India and then create something. And, but I did during that time to make ends meet because I wasn't making enough money doing yoga. I was, it did recognize like, okay, what are my strengths? And my strength at that time was indeed focused on very much so health because I just shifted my world from being super overweight, had a lot of different eating disorders to becoming super healthy. And so I was helping women with that. And so I had a lot of girls and women clients. And because I love to write, I emailed every site and the only one that was somewhat responsive was Livestrong. So I found a way in some way that making my mess my message, making my passion my message, what do people ask me about all the time, which was always health, and end up coaching people. So this is like a very practical way of doing it, but then that ended up leading me around the world, that ended up leading me somehow to Allie, and then during that time, I was basically only writing articles for Livestrong, barely making any money, but then Allie and I created this podcast, so somehow along that path of me just listening and being guided, and if something didn't feel right, I went another way, but I was just listening the entire time. And then this podcast manifests. And of course, you don't make a lot of money right off the bat, but eventually with time and just trust and raising your self-worth and doing the internal work, the money ended up coming. And it's funny how it ends up coming when you don't focus on that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Because like I said, it's just an energy. So to focus on this, this neutral thing um it doesn't really work you know you want to you want to focus your human superpowers of manifestation on what you love and um there's a book called becoming supernatural i recommend this to everyone yes yeah it's incredible so it's i read it more like a textbook where i'll read a chapter try and apply it read another chapter it's like eckhart tolle in the way of it's not like a story that you can sit down and binge um but it's the science behind manifestation and becoming a superhuman and it's so fascinating there's all these case studies and and my nerd self just loved it um so I recommend getting the physical copy I got the audible but I wish I had the physical because it has like graphs and stuff like that I want the audible I have the physical (laughs) he has a great voice like he's very entertaining Dr. Joe Dispenza if anybody wants to just even listen to whatever he has to say listen to a podcast listen to other speeches on YouTube or something from him he is a great one to help you learn how you can just do the uncommon by using your mind and the metaphysics behind it, even like welcoming in that abundance frequency. That's a brilliant practical suggestion, Ali. Thank you. Yeah, it's changed my life. So, <laughs> Oh, mine too. All right, now moving forward to the next question from the land. Hi Raquel, how are you? My name is Vilan and um, I'm a Yomi listener from uh, Toronto, Canada. And um, I absolutely love your podcast. It's actually the first podcast I ever started listening to. Um, I just discovered it a few months back and it's been life-changing in the sense that um, it really helped me to um, find connection when I felt really isolated and alone and um, it just really gave me so much insight and um, information as well so I just want to thank you for that so my question is um, 
what were your intentions when you started the Your Own Magic podcast? Um, how has it evolved uh, over time? And what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start their own podcast? Um, how would they go about deciding on a format, you know, or, you know, is it worth it to, you know, get equipment and um, how to decide on audience and, you know, just in general, how to get started. Um, Any advice would be so appreciated. Thanks so much, Raquel. Thank you so much, Valan. And also, thank you so much for your many kind and sweet messages. I'm so glad that this podcast was a space that made you feel as alone. And I fully understand the feeling. I'm also very happy that you asked this question, or I guess these many questions about podcasting. They're great. And I'm sure a lot of people are curious. So, uh, Ali, do you have anything to say first? Yeah. And, and obviously I want to hear your answer since you're definitely the master at this now. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know about that. You are. Um, the intention starting it was just to create a space that we couldn't find, at least for me. Like there wasn't really a safe space to talk about these things, to talk about the inner work and to break the glass and have honest, raw conversations. And YouTube felt not quite right. And so podcasting was kind of this lovely container where we also had the excuse to interview people who were doing what we wanted mm-hmm. with our with their dreams and were living in their purpose. And and it was so incredible because we didn't have a lot of listeners at the time, but people were still so open, like Trevor Hall and Jim Quick and all these amazing teachers. Um, so first of all, don't be afraid to reach out. It doesn't matter how big they seem, like just reach out because you only need one yes, you know, and you only need like 10 seconds of courage to send the email. So <laughs> and what's the worst thing that's going to happen in their response to you, honestly? Yeah, exactly. They'll say no or not now I'm busy. And then you ask again. Exactly. Um, there's actually side note, a video called a hundred days of rejection or 30 days of rejection or something. It's on Ted. And this guy desensitizes himself to the fear of rejection. So it's a really good one. But anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> Raquel and I got like professional equipment and we just asked other podcasters for their advice and stuff. But our friend Jim Quick literally just did it on his phone. Like he recorded podcasts on voice memo. Um, and so it doesn't have to be an extravagant, expensive setup if you're just starting out. Um, my mom started out and I just gave her my old headset. Um, and she's doing an amazing job, but just, just start. Like, what do you have to say? Because like I said, if you have an untold story inside of you, just share it. Just, um, Google is amazing. YouTube, amazing. Like you can find out how to do anything nowadays. Like to be honest, all my projects, I'm pretty much just winging it and figuring it out as I go, because you learn through experience more than a book. Yes, exactly. Amen to that. And also when it comes to podcasts and the equipment, I'm glad that you said that Jim Quick (laughs) used his phone because I recognize like I've just been interested in random topics lately and I haven't been listening to a lot of the big, big podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of micro ones and I can tell that they don't have great equipment, but that's 
That's totally okay. And also a lot of the guests that come on, they don't have professional microphones. And so in post-production, it's kind of easy to like tweak that a little bit, but a lot of times they just use their built-in mic and it always ends up sounding pretty fine. I haven't had any complaints yet. You can work your way to the professional equipment and that's just an easy Google. Yeah, we both loved listening to podcasts before we started and mostly podcasts that just spark something within our soul, but She's right. At the time, I, there's a lot more now, but at the time, there really wasn't a lot of people talking about what we had been having our own conversations about before going to bed or during the day. And so then we decided to bring it on and we felt called. I think we actually heard the ping when we were in India. Then we just kind of like let it go for a bit and then we made it happen, which was really exciting. When it comes to starting on a format, I don't quite understand that, but... I think she means maybe like what style. I think we were very influenced by the traditional interview style of most podcasts that we listen to. Asking questions, having an interesting intro and hook and having like a fun ending. And then when it comes to, she said, how to decide on an audience. Well, the audience chooses you and you you end up attracting, like Ali said earlier, we attracted an audience that is like us in some way, as in a very highly sensitive or just into this spiritual like-mindedness. So whatever your interest is, you are naturally going to attract those similar to you. I actually had created an avatar of someone who I was speaking to, especially when I would do solo episodes. So I'd visualize myself speaking to this 20-year-old something girl named Kate who loves yoga and meditation and just interested in deepening her spirituality and connecting with her soul and that she looks at me with non-judgment so I can be very vulnerable and open. And so I'm not thinking about all these different types of people that might hear it. If I were to think of that, if I were to think of what will my brother think of this? What will some of my friends think of this who aren't interested in that? Will they think I'm weird? Then I wouldn't be so open and I wouldn't be so truthful and deliver my message the way I want to deliver it. So I think it was powerful that Ali and I would pray beforehand so we can kind of allow our egos to float away and then be present. And at that time, when Ali and I were doing this together, we were just kind of speaking to each other with each other, which also ended up representing and flowing as if we were speaking with all of you. So yeah, again, just share from your heart, share your truth. And honestly, the biggest thing is to just begin. If this is what you feel called to do, just begin. Yeah, I think especially that last part, it's like I said before, and I feel like this is just the overarching theme of not just the episode, but my life. It's be wildly yourself. It is so much better to be wildly yourself than to hold back in any way, shape, or form because this is it right here. This is the one and only time you will ever exist. This is the one and only you that has ever come across planet Earth. You're like the only flower blooming in the desert. And so if you hold back, you know, my friend leads this death meditation um, and essentially death comes and taps you on the shoulder and says, this is it, let's go. And as you're walking towards the door and you're about to put your hand on the knob, it's like, who comes up in your mind? What unfinished conversations have you had? What didn't you create, you know? Because those are questions that you have to live, that you have to experience. So just start it because if you hear any success story, most of the people are saying like, yep, didn't know what I was doing in the beginning, but I did it and here I am and now I can tell you how I did it. And so just buy the equipment or use a built-in mic or um, 
you know, whatever it is, just if you have something to say, go for it. Be wildly yourself. Also, if you listen to a lot of the the professional old podcasts, they had horrible sounds in the beginning, but you still listen (laughs) and it's fine. And you get over that. Yeah. Some of my favorite podcasts have terrible audio quality, but I don't care. I love the person. And some of our old ones, because we didn't understand audio so much yet. (laughs) Like I remember it's so hard to hear like the Kathy Eldon one. That was so hard to hear because we did something wrong on our end. Yeah. And and then we lost the audio to Shaman Durek and he was, he had so much grace that he came on again, but things have happened. Oh my gosh. That's right. Yep, things have definitely happened, but you keep trucking along. And it doesn't matter what it is. Maybe you're not interested in podcasting. Just, I mean, our phones are so great right now. Whip out your phone and just start talking to the camera. You know, there's so many things. It's like, just start. Just start. Just start. Um, who was your favorite Euro Magic guest, by the way? You know, I've been asked this question so many times. and um, Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't oh know my God. So many Yomis come up to me, particularly in Bali. Like, no one knows who I am except for in Bali. So it really shocks me because I'm so introverted. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I listen to your own magic and blah, blah, blah. It makes me so happy. I'm like, it, it feels like a little family, you know? I'm that like, is yes. so cool. <laughs> yeah. And it it's usually the one thing they ask. They're like, who is your favorite interview? I'm like, oh, man. Um, all of them had something so special to offer. I think – um Jim Quick is so eloquent and flawless at podcasting like he just kind of gets in there he drops you in with incredible nuggets if you took like one of his sentences and tried to apply it to your life it would improve it so I think that had a lot of practical value um and Trevor Hall was just so special like that was an amazing one and hearing him sing live and it was just a dream come true for me and Raquel too because we've been manifesting him (laughs) for so long um and to hear from this artist that I admired how the ideas came and to kind of like crack into his brain a little bit um that was wonderful but to be honest I think my favorite ones were the ones where Raquel and I would just rant so We'll have to still do some of those every once in a while. That'd be nice. I, I am 100% down. I think you need to come on here way more often. I'd love that. <laughs> also, I love that you brought up Jim Quick, which I think is a little nugget that everybody can learn from him. He also knows who he's talking to. So he kind of tailored his languaging to be his own, to be himself, but at the same time, something he can he knew that these 20-something-year-old young yogi soulful girls would resonate with when he has a completely different lifestyle, you know, tailoring his languaging to be himself, but to that so the audience would resonate more. And so we would resonate more. And I thought that was so brilliant of him. And then you can kind of tap into other parts of yourself when you do that. Yeah. And the first thing he said before the recording is like, before we begin, how can I be of service to you ladies and to your audience? And that question, I swear, if you go to anyone you love and you're like, how can I support you? Like, when I hear that, it makes me cry because I'm like, that is so beautiful because everyone is loved and loves to be loved in a different way. Like there's love languages, there's the Enneagram, there's human design, all these things. You realize how different we all are. And so it's like, how do you show up for people? How do you, how do you show up for yourself? Because they're going to be very different. And so that's part of the magic of falling in love too, is like, learning who someone is, learning what puts a sparkle in their eye, learning how to support them. You know, it's, it's like, um, 
a mystery unfolding upon itself. And then you have to learn what you need as well and not be afraid to ask for it. Yes. Oh, he's the only one that has ever asked that too. So Jim, you're amazing. (laughs) Shout out to Jim. (laughs) So confession, Allie and I, not gonna lie, used to be quite excessive with our coffee drinking when we lived on Kauai. And I, I don't know why. I, I, I'm also not meaning to rhyme right now, <laughs> but I really, I don't know why we did. We just, we loved it. And thank goodness we probably saved our stomachs by mixing the power of mushrooms into our coffee cups, which we probably had 10 cups of and 10 packets of Four Sigmatic a day. Yes, we were Four Sigmatic obsessed and still are. My favorite throughout the day is still to mix their lion's mane in my coffee or tea because once I heard that Buddhist monks use lion's mane, the power of lion's mane mushroom to enhance their focus and deepen their meditations, I was sold. Yep, I'm that girl. And then I'm also the girl who heard cordyceps are great and powerful when it comes to enhancing energy levels like they claim, so I wanted to test it out. And yeah, both of those are true. Check, check. And even when I take a break from coffee, I'll still mix cordyceps and chaga into my tea, or I simply just have them alone. But that way I like to keep my energy levels high, high, high. And at night, I remember Ali got me hooked on reishi because that is like the chill mushroom that you have right before bed. And so for Sigmatic's reishi elixir is like liquid yoga. So I remember we'd mix it with our almond coconut milk and stevia. And guess what? Yeah, I still do that on occasion. And I'll even drop a little bit of lavender essential oil in and top that off with some cute flowers to make a pretty moon tea. (laughs) The best way to treat yourself at night is with their delicious hot cacao. Ugh, it's my guilt-free dessert. (laughs) So the best way to make a Four Sigmatic latte is to add your choice of Four Sigmatic to six to eight ounces of hot water, or you can double up. (laughs) And if you don't have a professional cappuccino or latte maker, then I found the trick. So you just heat up your coconut and almond milk in a pan till it simmers. And if you want it to be slightly sweet, feel free to add your choice sweetener. Then when it's simmering, slightly tilt the pan and grab the frother to make it frothy. You want to tilt it though, otherwise the milk splatters everywhere. And then when you have your perfect throth, pour in the heated milk in your cup. And voila! It's probably on par with, or even better than, your local coffee shop. Ooh, and I can't forget to note that my skin feels so much smoother. Okay, don't forget, I am right now in Utah, so I am in the driest state in the States. And Four Sigmatic's new mushroom masks, okay, they have helped my skin so much. I'll just scrub their new face masks made with organic cacao, reishi, chaga, activated charcoal, ginseng, and some spices right before bed, wash off my face, and it's baby smooth. And I'm not going to lie, I can be tempted to eat it because it says that you can. It says it's edible. So if you want to eat your face mask, feel free, but I want to save my mask as my mask. But hey, it's an option. 
Anyway, Four Sigmatic is continuing to gift the Soul Tribe 15% off your magical mushroom purchase when you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash Soul Tribe using the promo code Soul Tribe. Just go click the link in the show notes. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash Soul Tribe. Enter the discount code Soul Tribe, S-O-U-L, T-R-I-B-E, one word, no spaces, for 15% off your magical coffee and mushroom elixir order. Soul good. Allie, are you ready to play? Would you rather? Yes. I feel like I'm, that just (laughs) took me back, like, to camp, and it made me really happy. (laughs) You played Would You Rather at camp? That sounds dangerous. You know, it's funny because I hated camp, but my mom kept insisting I go and be social. Um, (laughs) And we just always played Would You Rather. I don't know why. That's so cute. Did you ever kiss a boy at camp? No, my first kiss was when I was 15, and it was was interesting. (laughs) Feel free to tell. Uh, You know, I mean, no one knows what they're doing with their first kiss. So it was just a lot of braces and wires crossing and (laughs) slobbering. And and I came home crying because I was expecting this Disney thing, you know, in Beauty and the Beast where she kisses the prince and he turns into this like human again and there's sparks flying and magic. And anyways, I was like, what? Is that not a thing? Like, is this what everyone's so excited about? My mom was like, trust me, honey, you have no idea what it's going to be like. So that's so great. Mine was underwater. My first kiss was underwater. What? That was cool. <laughs> yeah. In the ocean? No, I wish. It was a swimming pool. But I should say an ocean or lake. No, it was a swimming pool. Did it, did you feel like a fish? Like was that <laughs> It was weird. I mean, it was so weird. It was and it was very short because obviously we need to catch our breath. It was like my first little crush that I had moments with, and then we were underwater and he kissed me and I was like, Oh, this is happening. Yeah, what a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> You know those awkward, like, let this be a lesson. Your most awkward, painful stories become your funniest ones when enough time passes. So I always look at that. I'm like, when something's happening in life that's difficult, it's going to be a hilarious story later. So true. What's that one? Our song. What's our song, Allie? Um, The Good Old Days? Oh, These Days by Rudimental. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god. (laughs) I'm looking at the lyrics right now. That song still makes me cry when I hear it, by the way. It randomly comes on in the most inconvenient time in my life. And no matter what, I start crying. And I'm just like, ugh. But I always think of you. That happens. Okay, I'm happy I'm not alone in this. It happens at the most inconvenient time. And I can't not, not help but cry. And of course, you're the only person I think about. Yeah, that was, oh, it's it's so interesting how you associate songs with memories. You know, it really is like a diary. And that's why I loved making those playlists I used to make in Kauai, because it was like, this is a chapter of my life, and I want to be able to be transported to it. Yes. What, I'm trying to find the lyric. What is the... Okay, wait. Macklemore. I have it memorized because I may have listened to it a thousand times. <laughs> I have it memorized too. It's hard on the spot. Okay, what is it? What is it? I hope someday we'll get back together. Yes. I hope someday we'll sit down together and laugh with each other about these days. These days. Ah! Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful song if you haven't heard it. Well, would you rather? Are you ready? Ready. All right. <laughs> 
Would you rather decorate your home only with crystals or only with plants? Ah, uh, I'm going to go with plants because I feel like the crystals, I, I don't know. I feel like having a lot of crystals, I might just lay down and, and never go outside. That would be a lot of energy. See, I exactly. I feel like crystals, when it comes to decor, I always go out every day in nature and celebrate the plants outside. I have a lot of plants inside, but it's like I can't go just go outside and go celebrate crystals on Mama Earth. That's true. I'm in LA right now, so I'm more like, I need oxygen. That's true. Very, very true. I'm in the woods. Um, Live in the hottest place on Earth or the coldest place? Hottest 100%. I was in Finland and it was minus 40 and I am never doing that again. <laughs> that was a silly question, of course. And plus, you wouldn't mind just having to run around naked if you had to. Oh, 100%. That's my dream. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Your superpower be to stop forest fires or to stop tsunamis and hurricanes? Um, I feel more connected to water. So probably that. Yep. You are a water baby. You are a Pisces. And you would float around. I would definitely be the forest fire stopper. For sure you would. (laughs) You're a forest baby. I am. I am. Be able to teleport anywhere or fly like a bird anywhere. Fly. Hands down. I want to feel the wind under my wings. Mm, Yes. Would you rather time travel forward to the future or time travel back to the past? Oh, see – does it have to be my past or can I go to like Atlantis and you, you can go Egypt to Atlantis. and things? I think you can go to Atlantis. Okay. Um, I would pick past because I like the future to be an unanswerable question. Yes. Agreed. Amen to that. Would you rather visit Mama Moon or hang out with aliens? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> aliens. Right? I would love to hang out with aliens. Would you rather have to eat desserts only for the rest of your life, so just desserts, or only be able to eat vegetables for the rest of your life? And yes, there's consequences. (laughs) Yeah, if there's consequences, vegetables. If there's not, I'm a chocolate person. (laughs) I just had a visual of you eating that chocolate cake that Alex made, and we're all like standing away from it, and then you just dig in. Oh, you and him were so funny. It, he like spent hours but making this incredible chocolate tray and you guys were like hesitating and I was literally I made this noise I was like Mah-ha-ha, and I grabbed a fork and knife and just started eating it <laughs> don't put chocolate in me if you don't want it eaten <laughs> oh, so great oh my god I was laughing for days Ugh. that was good chocolate too like credit yeah. to him oh he is a professional when it comes to making food mm-hmm Never get angry again or never feel sad again? (sighs) Never get angry again because I feel like sorrow and joy are so tied together. And and a lot of my art comes from sorrow. Anger kind of scares me. It's hard for me to express, actually. Um, It's something that I work on, though, because I think it's important. Mm, I 100%. 100% agree, especially since I'm human. I want to have the human experience of being sad and feeling grief. But yes, anger scares me. And if I feel angry 
that's that's a feeling that I could definitely live without. Or if I see someone angry, that's a feeling or that's some a sight I could definitely live without. Right. But I think what I've learned is that anger just shows you where your boundaries are. Like you get angry when someone has crossed them and you need that kind of fire in order to set them. You need fire to move forward in life. And so it's like anger expressed in a healthy way can actually be really strength building. And that's kind of what I'm learning is not to suppress it because I don't mean to, it just kind of happens. Um, But rather to witness it, you know, discharge that energy and then rearrange my boundaries. And it's so important. One anger, healthy anger. You're so right. I've witnessed some very unhealthy anger, but that's just them having a reflection and suppressing their own issues. And it ends up becoming pent up aggression and they lash out. That's not so healthy, but you're so right. Like being able to see and feel and experience your anger and not suppress it. That's key to being able to honestly feel good about wherever you're at. Because I've suppressed it and pretended I'm feeling something else and faked like I'm feeling something else. And trust me, that did not do me any service whatsoever. (laughs) Exactly. Like faking it is – all life is asking of you is to be honest and to be wildly yourself. Again, like that's all the universe wants, you know. And so – it's hard though because you have to feel safe to be to honestly express yourself and so part of it is your environment like is this a safe container but part of it is like how do I create safety within myself that's like the theme of this podcast right now be wildly yourself yeah I guess so I love yeah there you go (laughs) have a horrible short-term memory or a horrible long-term memory I already have a horrible short-term memory. I'll take that. I have like, I could tell you what my third grade teacher was wearing the day I met her. Like I have an insanely detailed long-term memory. Um, But as far as like car keys, phone, I was in the Mojave yesterday and I dropped my phone in the sand dune and it took so long to find it. I'm like barreling up these giant sand mountains looking for it eventually I found it thankfully but yeah short-term memory that's actually very true you are really good with the long-term memory like you can really remember details of past memories that I'm like what that happened oh okay oh yeah (laughs) yeah I still remember that like burgundy uh scarf you always wore in India and like the yoga pants and you know (laughs) I remember all of it would you rather have no eyebrows or only one eyebrow? Um, no eyebrows. I, I like to feel complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. And also, you don't want to draw on another eyebrow. It's just an I, – I would just feel imbalanced, yeah. <laughs> would you rather meet a snag? So I learned this recently from a past guest named Mickey Agrawal, and she calls a snag a secure new age guy. Oh. And I love that. So would you rather meet a secure new age guy, a snag, rather snag a snag, who wasn't passionate about doing or creating anything, and he's just kind of lazy, or a man who thinks – spirituality is just absolutely nonsense and listening to the soul is nonsense, but he is doing great things in the world. He's making a great impact in the world. Um, Is he respectful of my spiritual practices? That's a good question. I mean, it doesn't say he's not. Okay. I, it's so funny. Last year I would have picked the snag, Um, but I've spent a lot of time 
dating those men. <laughs> Not that there's anything, like, they're so beautiful and wonderful. Um, but a part of me feels like I can learn more from the person that's not that because I'm so that, that now in my life, I'm attracted to someone who thinks differently than I do because I think everyone is spiritual and everything is sacred and whether or not they call it that, like my dad doesn't really believe in law of attraction manifestation stuff. And yet he recorded himself, you know, talking about his dreams and listens to it every night. And he just calls it like a meditation or a recording, but he's not like, he doesn't look at it in this way. And so however you call it, I think spirituality is in everything. And so I guess I would just pick the person that I could learn the most from, if that makes sense. But I'd be open to either. Like men are great, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's so true. And also I could only really see you, no matter what he believes, I could really only see you with somebody who also cares to influence and make a great impact in people's lives for the betterment of the world. So exactly. I'm all about the heart. Like whether you're into the third eye side of life, um, (laughs) if if your heart's, if your heart is pure, then that's really what I look for. Same. Would you rather be single for the rest of your life and die with pure self-love or be with someone and die in love with them, but not fully in love with you? Oh, oh man. I, that's such a hard question because I feel like it's a chicken and the egg situation where we learn so much in relationship, not just in relationships romantically, but life is about relationship. There's no hard without soft. There's no dark without light. And so I can't – it's such a hard one to pick, but I'd pick the first one, um, but I would miss it. Like I'd be like, oh. You know, yes. I don't really want to be the monk in the cave, but I'll, I can do it. Yep, yep. I love that answer. And same. Would you rather create your own magic from ground zero or add to someone else's magic that is thriving? Um, can I do both? <laughs> nope, nope. It's a much rather. It's one or the other. Okay, I, I'd rather start from ground zero. I like new things. Taking a risk. Might not do anything, but take that risk. <laughs> but I like both. You know, I also love helping people with their projects and stuff and, and helping them believe in themselves more. But yeah, I'd pick the first one if I have to choose. Yeah. Well, instead of me asking you the question we'd ask all the Euromagic guests, I'm going to bring on Katie to ask it in her own way. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all having a wonderful life. My name is Katie. I am 25. I live in Pennsylvania. Uh, My question is simple, and it's one that might have many, many answers. Uh, My question is, what is the best way to get out of your own way so you can create your own magic? I, I found some ways that are helpful. I meditate, I run, I journal, I pray and I practice mindfulness and somehow I still question myself, I still doubt myself, and I still care what people think. (laughs) I did this recording like five times, so (laughs) I care what people think. Um, If you could please help, anything would help, some tips, uh, things that maybe you find helpful that could just keep me going on my journey and thank you so much. I love you guys. Have a wonderful life. Hmm. I actually, um, I wrote this one poem and it's honestly one of my favorite ones I've written. It's very long, but just the first line is 
I once knew a bird who was tamed by being convinced that she was broken. And so to me, like that's kind of the crux of it all. It's not the journaling and the yoga and the green juicing. It's it's so much deeper than that. It's like, what's your programming? What's your beliefs about yourself? Like, what is the root cause of it all? Like, get to that and also experiment a little bit because here's the thing. It's like, if you see you and you can feel a sense of who you are, it doesn't really matter how anyone else sees you. And I still care what people think, of course. Like, it's it's very difficult to 100% not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference for me now is that doesn't stop me from taking a step in faith. And I can't say with certainty I know who I am because I'm always evolving. But I just take keep taking a step, even if it's crawling, you know, because the alternative would be being that bird and allowing my wings to atrophy. And we were meant to fly. We were meant to fly. So We're all meant to fly. There's no one that is stopping you except for yourself. from flying and spreading your wings. And it's so beautiful, Katie, that you run and that you journal and that you practice mindfulness. And those practices that, you know, they might not shift everything overnight, but they definitely give you little clues and peaks as to who you are and what you're doing and why you're supposed to be here. And each day that you, you do do this, they are, um, they're helping you more than you may even know. And they're healing those limiting beliefs that are stopping you from creating your own magic. And these limiting beliefs, Katie, they, they're they not you. One thing that I've learned is that the beliefs that limit me from really going out there, they're not me. Those beliefs are just sharing something of, inside of me that can help me grow in some way. And they are they're really only little creations that that come from our ego that you know that ego that may just be protecting you for for whatever the reason is but only you can silence this voice and just look into your own eyes and remind yourself that you do have this worthiness inside and the power within you to pursue whatever it is that you are feeling called to pursue and if you have this lingering fear of being judged by others then just remind yourself that it'd be so much scarier to look back at yourself two years from now, judging yourself for not pursuing and making that magic. I almost wanted to just stop this podcast altogether because I didn't think I was worthy enough to pursue it. But then I had to find that power within myself to tell myself I'm worthy enough to do this on my own. And that was a really powerful moment for me. And the universe rewarded me for it. And it's just also comparison. Like the comparison game is so, so, so silly because there are so many amazing people out there sharing a similar message in any area of life, whether that's spirituality or writing or finance or fitness, whatever it is. There are so many yogis out there sharing a similar message. But we are often more drawn to people that resonate with us and not everyone's going to resonate with everyone. Not everyone is also going to have the same message to deliver to everyone, even if it's similar. So that's honestly why when you think of like, think of it, there are so many yogis out there. There are so many fitness gurus out there, but the one that you might follow or the many, most people will follow many that just vibe with them most. And so there's no reason to compare yourself because there's nobody out there sharing the message that you can share 
there's nobody out there with your personality and your vibe, your exact vibe that is going to attract certain people. So there's really like no rhyme or reason to even stop yourself from doing it, from thinking the thought that you're not good enough or someone out there is better or you're going to be judged by these people because you care so much about what they think. There is honestly (laughs) someone out there is going to resonate with you. In some way, as long as you share your wild truth or your wild self, whatever Ali said, I love that, and your mess and your passion. So don't let that little voice of your mind just block it because really, like we said, the time is now and to just do it. That old saying goes, you know, if not now, then when? I know it sounds so trite, but it's just so true. So whatever you are passionate about, or whatever your mess is, you know, that you've been able to overcome or in the midst of overcoming, may that be the message that you share and it will heal someone in some way just by simply relating to that experience. So your voice is needed in this world, right? (laughs) Like we all have these voices that are needed in this world and the world just needs you to create the magic that you were honestly destined to and gifted to create and spread those wings and fly. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's such an important message and the practices do matter. I think of them more like tethers home to yourself. Um, but sometimes, yeah, it's just going a little deeper and, um, everything's been done before. There's this book called steal like an artist and it really shifted my perception of like, why would I write a poetry book? There's so many incredible poets out there. Why would I do this? Why would I do that? Like we're in this kind of comparison era. Um, So when you're making art, this is like my one nugget too for you. Um, Stop listening to other things. Like turn off the podcast, turn off the books, like take a week and see what comes out on the pages. See what comes from your soul because through solitude and loneliness on the other side of that is like an honest sense of who you are without any of the external circumstances. And so if I'm writing, um, I'm purely trying to listen to my own inner voice. Mm, So stay in your lane, basically. (laughs) That's so true because the other voices can mask your own. And we, oh, that's so true, Ali. (laughs) I love that. Stay in your lane. Ali? Raquel. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on here. Honestly, your brilliance, your words of Ali Watts wisdom, which is unlike anybody else, was so deeply, deeply missed. And I'm so excited that you're going to be coming on way more often. And so I... I truly, you are one person, one human on this earth who I deeply care about more than words can express. And I'm just so thankful that you're in my life. I feel the exact same way. I feel like we've done this life dance many times and we'll continue to do it. And um, it's beautiful, the space that you've created for people and for yourself as well. Thank you. But we've created this and and you're, it's not like you've gone anywhere. You're still here. So I'm so glad. Um, and for the those who might not know, maybe they just are recent Yomis. I'm sure everybody knows who you are, though. <laughs> but for those who might not know, where can everyone connect with you, Ali? You're so sweet. Um, on Instagram, mostly, it's Ali Michelle L with the random L that everyone's unclear why that's there. Um, and then my website also has, like, all my 
retreats and blog posts and stuff. Um, and then you can find the book on the Andrews McNeil site if you want to read it. So it's ready for pre-order. Oh, a pre-order. And it's coming out October, right? October 15th. Ah, I can't wait. That's so exciting. Oh, I love you. I'm thankful for your brilliance. And I'm so happy we celebrated 100th episode. Happy 100th, everybody. Happy 100th. I love the Yomi so much. Thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. Mwah. Dear Yomi, thank you so much. For listening, I hope that this episode shifted something within you or expanded you in some way. Those of you who are new and don't know, there is actually a Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. But it's amazing. It's filled with so many brilliant, like-minded individuals who are all into this too and love to support others along their spiritual journeys. The link for that will be in the show notes. And one big update for the Your Own Magic membership site, well... Starting June 17th, the full moon in June, I'm making some simple changes to the Soul Tribe membership site. It's pretty simple. Those who pay the annual fee, which is $44.44 this year, so for 2019, I just felt like I wanted to make it a lifetime service for you. So you don't have to pay that every year, but instead you get it for life. And then those of you paying month to month will stay the same for you as your grandmothered in. But for everyone else, starting June 17th, the full moon, I'm going to release a lifetime bundle only option for the 4444. Purchase it once, you should just get it for a lifetime, you know? <laughs> Why not? And it's about to have so many new features and will still be updated monthly with meditations and journalings and spiritual tools and some video too. For me to help you become more in tune and connect more deeply with your soul and divine guidance through your own work at home. And most tell me that they use it for their morning routine to kickstart their day in spirit and in a soulful way and helps them feel like their vibrations are high up there and they feel the shift within. I wanted to give you a heads up well before June 17th is here. So with all that being said, thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.